Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the Chris Gordy Show. Hour number two of the Chris Gordy Show underway here on Sports 1280 New Orleans. W-O-D-T. And if you know your history of New Orleans radio, you know you heard this guy on WODT many years ago. The one and only Tim Brando joining us to talk all things college football. He'll be on the call this Friday up in East Lansing, Michigan calling Tulsa at Michigan State on Fox Sports 1. He'll be al- he'll be alongside his uh, longtime broadcast partner in Spencer Tillman. On FS1, I was looking at the line of that game. Michigan State, of course, a heavy favorite in that one. Twenty, Michigan State favored by twenty-two and a half. But still, that's kind of what's to be expected from some of these early season uh, tune-up tune-up games. But uh, of course, uh, excited to uh, hear Timmy be back in the booth once again, alongside his longtime broadcast partner Spencer Tillman. Once again, of course, uh, you know, part of uh, a duo. It's been together for many, many years at CBS and Fox, and uh, it'll be good to hear the one and only uh, Tim Brando back on the um, back in the booth again this coming weekend. He'll be up in East Lansing, Missouri, and Tim's made some uh, some interesting comments as of late that I, I agree completely agree with him, including you know Alabama and their uh, their schedule being perhaps subpar for a team the caliber of Alabama. That's uh, a really, really good program scheduling the likes of Duke as their best non-conference game. The one and only Tim Brando joins us now here on a Sports 1280 WODT. And if you're, if you know your history of this station, you know you heard this guy on this very station, Sports 1280, many years ago. Tim, how are you, sir? I'm great, Chris. Good to be with you. Yes, it was News Talk 1280 back in the day, and uh, I did Fantasy Saints games back in 1982. <laughs> Actually, won um, a Fordham University award for creativity given in radio called the Armstrong Award, and I uh, have to credit a couple of uh, old friends of mine, uh, Bill Wagey, who was a, a sportscaster at at then WGSO twelve eighty, and and worked mornings. I worked afternoons to the talk show every night, and um, Dan Gilbert, an old uh, two lane man who was with us and was our fictitious sideline reporter. Uh, when the, the 82 NFL strike went on after week two, I traveled to Chicago when they played that last game with the Bears. Then for the next, I think it was six weeks until football resumed with um, the scabs back in the day, we we carried through with uh, the season. And, and the Saints found these in, in incredible ways to win games on the, you know, the last play or in the last 30 seconds uh, every week. Fans loved it. <laughs> and, uh, it was the uh, only time I ever did regular season Saints games. I did the preseason for a lot of years, but it was the only time I ever did the regular season. It was a fantasy league, and we had a blast. 
Well, you'll. Uh, it's exciting to hear. You know, you'll be back in the booth once again alongside longtime uh, partner Spencer Tillman. And uh, I saw the press release. You guys will be out there in uh, East Lansing, Michigan, this Friday. Uh, Tulsa taking on Michigan State. That'll be on FS1. Uh, how many years has it been with Spencer now? It's it's been quite a while. It has been. This is. Um, uh, I think it's. The, I believe it's the longest marriage uh, of two guys together. Now, if you took in. Fowler's relationship, uh, my buddy Chris Fowler with, with uh, Kirk Herbstreet with game day and then on to the booth to do games, that stretch might be longer in total. But Spencer with me, uh, we were together since 1999 when he replaced uh, Lou Holtz and Craig James on the College Football Today set at CBS. Spencer came over to join me, and uh, he, he had been working at WABC in, in New York uh, but was commuting back and forth from Houston. Imagine that. Wow. Uh, so we've been together now 20 years as of this this season, and only one season did we miss. So this is actually 21 years together, uh, and 20 of those years uh, we missed one year. We only had one absentee year, and, and I left for Fox in 2014. He joined me in 2015. So this is our fifth year together at Fox after 15 years at uh, CBS, 15 of my 16 hosting college football today, and all I, I was there for 18 years uh, at CBS, but didn't start hosting college football until I was two years in. So it's a long run, and it's great to work with your best friend. I mean, my, my oldest daughter, Tiffany, and a, an LSU girl, uh, she named her firstborn son, who's just over two years old, after Spencer. His name is Spencer Brando <laughs> Cruz. Wow. So we already have a namesake <laughs> uh, in our family. So he's got four girls. I've got two girls, and uh, our family's fast friends. So it's 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 marvelous to spend a, a quarter of your year with your best friend. Well, it's good to see you guys are back. Good to hear uh, Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt back again as well. And I'm really intrigued to see the, this big noon kickoff that, that Fox is going to start this year, Tim, with the likes of Reggie Bush, Matt Leiner, Brady Quinn, and Urban Meyer um, you know, of course, Urban getting out of coaching, and we'll see how long he stays out of it. But I'm really intrigued to see this uh, Fox pregame show that, of course, will kind of go head-to-head with the, the ESPN namesake. But um, I'm excited to see because that's that's four different, very different personalities that I think are going to mix well. Yeah, and, you know, I've having spent so much of my career uh, in the studio as the original host of Game Day and then later over at CBS, much of my time in this business is spent uh, in the studio. I was never, I was never particularly uh, happiest when I was there. I always wanted to be at games. That's why I'm so happy to be doing what I'm doing at Fox. But the studio was good to me uh, throughout my career. But I can tell you that the energy or the heartbeat of, uh, of any network that's covering uh, a sport, whether it's the NFL or college football or whatever, it starts in the studio because um, – and that's one of the reasons why uh, ESPN's been so successful. College Game Day has become, uh, I think, the best overall studio show of any kind in any sport that I've ever seen. Um, and I'd put the, the Turner NBA show right there with it. I think those two are, in my in my estimation, the two that separated themselves. Um, and, and there's a reason for that. Uh, there's stability, uh, chemistry. You don't just create that. It has to happen. 
Uh, and, uh, you know, I remember when we began game day in 87, there's never been a pregame show for college football of any kind on any network. And Bino Cook and Lee Corso and I started that thing. And uh, yeah, I didn't realize it was going to become the big deal that it was until after I left, but it did. And they carried on through with it. I think what Fox is doing, and, and I'm proud of them for doing it, is that they're no longer just saying, okay, we can't compete. We're saying now we we are going to compete. Uh, and they've got the right personalities to do it. And I think maybe doing college football uh, for now the last uh, six or seven years and really uh, investing in the sport, which which is something no one else has done to the extent that Fox has, uh, to compete with ESPN, you have to have a studio show to go at uh, the competition. I think it's healthy. It's healthy for the business. And uh, Rob Stone is an incredible talent. Good. And I, I knew Rob when he was a production assistant at ESPN when he was starting out. I mean, he has really paid his dues. Does a great job in soccer with the World Cup and, and in basketball as well. He's invaluable. And I think that the energy and enthusiasm that he brings will raise the bar. And, I, and I'll make a prediction for you, Chris. I, I think that Urban Meyer who I think everyone thought when he was at ESPN was just, it was a, a coffee break. He was going to go back into coaching. And you could sort of tell uh, his heart wasn't in it. His heart's in it, this done. He wants to be uh, a really outstanding analyst for college football in the studio. He wants to be great. And uh, I, I noticed that when we were at our seminar, we talked a lot about it. You could just feel his enthusiasm. I think he'll surprise people in terms of uh, how much fun he's having. You know, Urban knows the game inside out, but I don't know that anyone really thought that he was uh, as energetic or as enthusiastic about being in TV. I think this time he will be, and I think it will surprise a lot of people. Well, you mentioned, you know, some of the the great guys out there in in the world of programming, and and Tom Rinaldi always seems to do a a fantastic job of storytelling. And I I was shocked to see, watching the E60 special on Les Miles on Sunday morning, one and only Tim Brando's there talking about Les Miles. Uh, Really good piece on on Les and just his journey from his years throughout all the successful years at LSU to the, the, you know, obviously what led to the downfall and now – a new opportunity for him at Kansas in the Big 12. Yeah, I'm excited for, uh, you know, Les at Kansas. And, and uh, I can tell you that uh, having done a few, in fact, I did the Oklahoma-Kansas game last year, which was um, uh, the last weekend of, uh, of, of the regular season uh, before the, the Thanksgiving holiday. It was, I think, the third weekend in November. Uh, Kyler Murray's, 75-yard run, but Nike decided to use my call as part of the commercial that they were running before he was drafted when I stated he was the greatest player in college football, and, and Les was about to be named, and Jeff Long was in the booth with us. Now, he couldn't make the formal announcement, but Spencer and I knew that Les was going to get the job, and I was really stoked because uh, I think that this is maybe the first time in Les's career, because his, his job before he came to LSU was at Oklahoma State. And if you don't think there's pressure in Stillwater to beat Oklahoma, forget about it. There's plenty. Uh, and few coaches have, uh, have have won half their games against uh, Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. But Les did. You know, he went up against some of Bob Stoops' best teams, mano a mano, and beat them. Uh, so there's pressure at Oklahoma State. Not the kind of pressure you have at LSU, but pressure. 
I think this is the first time that Les has taken a job as a head football coach where he really can be himself and not worry from day to day about whether the seat that he's in is going to get hot. And so there's a comfort zone here that he can just be himself and they're going to love it. And the fans are just so excited to have him. And I know players love to play for him. Uh, and, you know, if he just manages to win, say, five or six games in year one, they'll be ecstatic there. You know, they haven't won more than three games in, since Mark Mantino was the head coach. That was a long time ago. You know, we're talking 11, 12 years ago. So I think this is going to be a great fit for him. And uh, once they get into the conference, I think uh, if he can manage to win, let's say, two conference games, you know, not one, but two, to go along with uh, – his non-conference wins, you know, maybe get them bowl eligible or at least close to bowl eligibility. Um, I, I think that that'll be quite a story. And uh, everyone loves, uh, you know, rags to riches stories, and, and that would be one in the college game. Certainly, the fact that he's there, just the fact that E60 did a story on him, that's more positive press than that, that Kansas has had. That, that's more than they've had in, in a decade. So you can understand why Jeff Long made the call to bring him in as head coach. Talking with uh, the great Tim Brando, of course, will be on the call uh, this Friday night on FS1. Uh, Tim, um, a lot of excitement for LSU going into this season. We we know the schedule, how it sets up for them. A big uh, a big game week two going to to Austin to play Texas. But outside of that, I mean, expectations are higher for Coach O this year. And you know what a difference a year makes. A year ago, we're talking about. How many does he need to win to keep his job? This year we're talking how many does he need to win to get to the playoff? And, and it's very funny how it's spun around so quickly. But uh, your impressions of Coach O and, and where this LSU team is headed for this season? Uh, now I'm not going to pat myself on the back on this, but I'm going to remind you, Chris, and a few fans down there that were ready for the guillotine to fall on, <laughs> on O last year. And you know who you are. okay? But I said I was one of the very few that said LSU could win 10 games last year. And not only with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They win 10. They very easily, and you can make a case, could have won 11. Uh, I, I think this year they're going to be uh, much better than they were uh, a year ago, and they certainly have a more favorable uh, conference schedule, in my estimation, uh, than they had uh, last season. So you add all of that up. Uh, they had the early one at Auburn. Yeah, they lost to Florida, but were certainly competitive. I think that that's one of the games they feel like they let get away. And my goodness, uh, the A and M game was one, and then lost probably four or five times. <laughs> so I mean, it could have been eleven or more uh, a year ago. Uh, but look, Texas is really good. I had them twice last year, and uh, I will tell you, Sam Ellinger is uh, a tough, tough kid. Uh, they believe at Texas that they're back uh, on the wings of that win against Georgia. But I would uh, I would point out that last year's win at the end of the season by Florida at Michigan, if you watch the way the Gators you know played the other night, that 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 win against Michigan was a bit of a mirage. 
couple of Michigan's best players weren't playing. Uh, they had just lost a big game to Ohio State. You never know if, if everyone's checked in for bowl games. I would make the same suggestion about the Texas win over Georgia. At every position, every skill spot, in my opinion, LSU's check marks are greater than Texas. Uh, it, it could come down to really the way Ellinger uh, and Burrow play, which coming into the game, you'd have to say that matchup is even. Okay, I give check marks to both, so who's going to play better at the position? And I think Burrow can do that. Uh, you know, the one big area where you favor Texas is home field. Uh, and it's tough when you have that, that kind of tough game uh, early in the season on the road out of conference. But, you know, LSU's been in that situation before. As I mentioned, that early win at Auburn is uh, testimony to that a season ago. And I think this offense is going to be far more prolific this time this year than it was this time last year. So uh, I like LSU's chances, not only to beat Texas, but uh, to get to the Alabama game undefeated. Uh, and uh, who knows what might happen if they can get to that point. So uh, the Brady hire, the Joe Brady hire that everyone's talking about, I think will be significant. And, um, you know, from a defensive standpoint, Grant Delpit will be, in my opinion, the centerpiece of what Dave Aranda wants to do, very similar to what he did a year ago with Devin White. He's going to do the same thing with Delpit and allow him to be the big playmaker for them. So I think they're a complete team. Uh, certainly a contender for the college football playoff. The Texas game is not its not a must-win, but it sure would help the quality of playoff life if they happen to get the win. As we, as we know, Tim, uh, not all SEC schedules are – or not all schedules, period, are created equal, but not all <laughs> SEC schedules are created equal. And uh, yeah. in my mind, for a team like Alabama to be as loaded as they are, number one after number one recruiting class, you bring back Tua, you bring back all these receivers, they're absolutely loaded. In my mind, they should be playing not one, but maybe two big-time non-conference opponents. Go schedule the Oklahomas, the Ohio States. Go play a big dog. And for them to be opening the season with Duke, no offense to David Cutcliffe, he's done a tremendous job there, but it's a joke for a team like that to be playing the non-conference schedule they are. And I know you've made some comments about that recently, and I think you agree with me. It's They should absolutely be playing some kind of big dog out there. And, and maybe it might come back to, to hurt themselves. We know last year with how they lost to Clemson in the title game, if they're not tested all year, I mean, and their first test is you know LSU and then not again until the playoff, it could come back to bite them. Yeah, listen, uh, there's three games that they may be tested in. That's LSU, Auburn in the Iron Bowl because of their defensive front. Auburn, by the way, is one of those teams, I think, that could surprise the hell out of everybody if they happen to be Oregon, uh, as good as their defense is, and if they, they find a quarterback. There's been a lot of years when said that about Auburn, and you don't know. They, they could be 8-4, and four, or they could be uh, rivals to the – uh, Tigers and the Tide for the Western Division. I mean, they, they could be. But to your point, look how tough the Auburn schedule is within the SEC's Western Division. Look how tough LSU's schedule is within the Western Division of the SEC. And look at that god-awful, pathetic, putrid, embarrassing Alabama road and path to an undefeated season. Not only is their schedule embarrassing from a national standpoint, non-conference, but within the conference, it's clear that the SEC has an Alabama-centric viewpoint with the uh, crossovers with, with Tennessee continuing, and Tennessee is still 
not a relevant team. So without any uniform or stable or stability to the schedule making, not only out of the conference, but in the conference, Alabama's got a cakewalk. And the college football playoff has become the Alabama-Clemson Invitational. That's not what we thought the college football playoff era would be about. And it's one of the reasons why I think that uh, at the end of this year, the sixth year of the 12-year deal on the college football playoff, ESPN has the right, um, their executives have the right, every three years to take a look at the contract and say, hey, we need to make some changes here. And uh, they need to make changes because the ratings are not doing what they, what they projected. They're not bringing the advertisers, the viewership that they thought they would. We thought we'd see NFL playoff numbers, and we're not getting that. And it's because America is tired of Clemson, Alabama. They are. And it's a Sunbelt-only region of the country that really cares about the game. So if you X out 34% of America's households in terms of television markets, and that's what the Big Ten is, and for the fourth consecutive year there's no Big Ten team, which is a possibility, a distinct possibility. And if you take out uh, everyone west of the Red River, then no one west really cares about the game. That's, that's a problem. And unless you find these commissioners, in a, if they wake up one day and say, gosh, maybe everyone should play the same number of conference games and everyone should at least play two Power Five teams in their non-conference four games, until they do that, we, we've got a problem. And if they're not going to do it, and I don't believe they will, because the commissioners of the conferences only care about their constituencies, they don't care about the good of the game. And if they're not going to do that, then the only way to repair the problem is to add inventory. I mean, that's what the television people are going to want. If they're not delivering the kind of games and the kind of ratings that we need, we need more games. So that's why we have to have expansion. And I do think we'll see expansion within the next two or three years. In fact, I think it's in the best interest now for them to go to it next year. <laughs> but if they don't, I guarantee you by the time this deal is over, and the college football playoff is up for rights negotiations again, they're going to have to do it if they want to get more money from TV. Because right now, television is sending so much money to these schools and not getting a return on the investment because the numbers at the end of the year for the playoff just don't add up. Talking to the one and only Tim Brando. Tim, uh, last thing for you, an old staple of the uh, the Tim Brando show that I was a big fan of for, for many, many years. Um Who's the fly in the ointment this year in your minds? <laughs> the fly in the ointment. Well, you know, in the BCS era, well, as much as I hated it, and we had the BCS COVID crisis countdown every day, I think we got up to about uh, 4,500 days of it before they finally <laughs> condemned it. In New Orleans, after the godforsaken rematch, we know it's you in Alabama uh, for the national championship. And it may take that again. You know, it could be Clemson, Alabama, Chapter 5 helps uh, bring chaos and, and evoke change uh, for, for college football. But in those days, at least in the BCS era, because we were using computers and we were using some different formulas, strength of schedule that didn't matter back in those days, Boise State actually had a shot. You know, take yourself back and remember, there were a couple of, um, Colin Kaepernick was, was quarterbacking at, Nevada, and they, they beat Boise State when the kid missed a field goal that would have put Boise in a national championship game. I don't know if you remember that, but yeah. that's how close Boise was. 
Well, in this day and time with the college football playoff and two additional slots available, it doesn't matter if UCF wins 40 games in a row. <laughs> they get no sniff. They won 23 before they lost to LSU last year. That was with a backup quarterback uh, when McKenzie Milton was uh, was injured, and uh, that was unfortunate. But I think that there really isn't, in the old days, my flying ointment had to be a school outside the Power Five. Well, now, no school outside the Power Five has a chance. Not, not with the current beauty contest and the committee just picking brand names to play. So if you're looking for a fly, the fly now, now has to be um, something better than a fly. I don't know, a, 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 a hummingbird with a major disease. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. Uh, and I, I would tell you, teams like Iowa State in the Big 12 with Brock Purdy has a chance to be a great party crasher in that league, might even get to the Big 12 title game. Nebraska, I think, is going to be the biggest turnaround team in the country, going from 4-8 and eight to national contender. They could, uh, they could make it to the Big 10 title game in the Big 10 West. I think uh, they've got a transformation to coach in Scott Frost, they won four of their last five games. Adrian Martinez is a great quarterback, uh, so look out for them. Uh, I, I think those two are the first that jump out at me, uh, but that's not to say that there aren't others. Oregon, uh, if they do beat Auburn, uh, this uh, that's a huge game. It tilts everything in terms of conversation for the Pac-12. If Oregon can beat Auburn, then we've got something to talk about when Washington plays Oregon later in the year. Uh, it gives life and breathes life into to USC, where everyone's waiting for uh, Clay Helton to lose his job and Urban Meyer to take over. I, I think it would change the narrative if all Oregon were to win, especially with that great offensive line, the recruiting job that's been done by Mario Cristobal, and a first-round draft pick, maybe the overall first pick, Justin Herbert at quarterback. So those are the teams, in my mind, that that could play the role of a hummingbird with a disease that could screw up the college football <laughs> playoff for, for somebody. Uh, those teams, to me, could be party crashers. We'll just have to wait and see. The one and only Tim Brando. Tim, I know you got to hop on a uh, conference call, so we'll let you go. You'll be on the call Friday night up in East Lansing. Uh, Tulsa taking on Michigan State. It'll be on uh, FS1. And I, I just looked up the game time temperature, Tim. 65 degrees. That's not bad. We take that right oh, now over I'm this 98 degrees that. we got. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready for some fall weather, and that's one of the great things about being in the Big Ten. By the way, Sparty is another one of those teams. Uh, uh, the Spartans are one of those teams that they always overlook. They play in the shadow of, of Michigan and Ohio State, and uh, Lewerke is healthy again, and their defense is was number one against the run in the country last year. They returned 9 of 11 starters, so Look out for that team. And in a couple of weeks, I go back up there for a game with Arizona State. And Arizona State is another one of those teams that uh, maybe is flying under the radar a little bit under Herm Edwards. They did much better last year than anyone anticipated. So it's going to be a fun year. We get to go to Penn State uh, in week two uh, on Big Fox in primetime. So we've got a healthy schedule, and we're really looking forward to it. Well, we're looking forward to it, Tim, and uh, we can't thank you enough for taking some time out this morning, and uh, we'll have to check in again with you some point uh, during the football season. Thanks so much. I'd, I'd be happy to do it, Chris. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks so much. Tim Brando there on uh, Sports 1280 here with us on the Chris Gordy Show. Really appreciate him taking some time, and uh, again, catch him on uh, TV this Friday. Look, the slate's not, you know, there's not a whole heck of a lot of games going on 
uh, at least of nationally televised games on Thursday and Friday. So uh, that'll be one of the ones. If you're at a sports bar or out and about Friday night looking for something to watch, uh, Tim Brando and Spencer Tillman will be on the call for uh, Michigan State hosting Tulsa, and uh, it'll be on FS1. And like we said, that might be when we make our picks on Thursday, that's when we may have to put a little scratch on uh Kind of make it a little bit more interesting. It's Chris Gordy Show, Sports 1280. We'll catch a quick quick break here. Back right after this. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.